I'm Denise. She's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise. She's a fiction editor. And together, we're The Editing Podcast. Hello and welcome back to The Editing Podcast. So we have another guest this week, a friend of ours who's joined us on The Editing Podcast before. It's Daniel Human, the founder and CEO of Intelligent Editing and the developer of a piece of software that is adored by professional editors. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So hello, Daniel. Hello, Denise and Louise. It's so good to be back. (laughs) It's lovely to have you. Hi. Now, you have some very exciting news to share. Come on, spill the beans about this fantastic new product of yours. Thank you. Um, So, uh, yes, we're introducing Perfectit 5. Um, There are a lot of improvements in the software, um, but there's one big improvement that I think you're kind of hinting at. Um, (laughs) So uh, Perfectit 5 has an official product by the Chicago Manual of Style, um, and it's both coming out in Perfectit 5, the Windows version, and Perfectit Cloud, the Mac version. Um, when you run either product now, you can uh, go down the list of styles and you can choose the Chicago Manual of Style. Uh, and it will find issues in your documents. It gives you know guidance direct from the manual itself. Um, and maybe the best bit of all is that if you are already a subscriber to uh, CMOS Online, uh, this doesn't cost a penny extra. Oh, That's should we just fantastic. take a moment to spoon? Yeah. Can we just repeat that again? If you're already a subscriber to Perfect It and the Chicago Manual of Style, it won't cost you a bean. Okay, we'll we'll probably come back to that. But um... I think we will again. Yeah. So, Daniel, this is an incredible development. What was it that made you think of taking this step? Well, the thing is, it was kind of really easy to think of this because we got request and request and request for (laughs) it. Um, We have editors who were going sort of line by line through the Chicago manual and going, you know, line by line into perfect it, which is kind of a painful thing to see them doing. Mm. Uh, And we have corporations, we've run sort of private training sessions, and we ask them, what what are you doing? What what manual are you following? What's your house style based on? And over and over again, we'd hear uh, the Chicago manual. So this was just absolutely the thing that people were screaming out for. Um, and, and I think the team at the Chicago Manual picked up on that as well. Because I remember, um, I, you know, I've, I'm in some Facebook groups where, um, you know, I've seen a, a very generous ed- editors have put together, they've sort of made their own CMOS styles. Um, and, and I was just looking at those and thinking, that must have taken you hours. And of course, the thing is that CMOS is often changing and, and, and what you've done is created a product because you're working, because you're integrating things with, with that team. It means that you've got a, a product that's bang up to date and that absolutely reflects their, um, their ethos and, their, and, and, and that, that's the, the commenting, which we'll, we'll come on to later when we talk about the features, but the, the way that the information is presented is, is just oozes with CMOS tone. Um, that's right. There's... You're, you're absolutely right. Editors have gone away, done this work, and, and sometimes shared it. And, and we've done work like this with, with some other styles, but there's nothing like what the, what the team at, at the Chicago Manual can do. The level of quality, the level of thought that they bring to this is, is just a completely different plane. It's not just about the amount of time it takes to do it. No one can do it the way they do it. And, then, yeah. and that level of quality is something we've never had in the product on, on that scale to date. And so that's why we're so excited about it. Yeah. 
Oh, me too. <laughs> so the, the CMOS style sheet, as we said, is fully integrated with Perfectit 5. So in other words, for some people, that's going to mean it's free. Why did you go down that route? You must know that editors would give an arm and a leg for this. Have you? Are you daft? Um, but obviously, you, you can imagine the Chicago Manual style needs that publicity. 115 <laughs> years of history. I mean, they just they, they they just need the marketing win, of course. No, yeah, they need no, the helping no, hands. No. Yeah. yeah, bless them. <laughs> um, I mean, the number one reason why I think we we did it this way is is kind of that we could. So, mm -hmm. yes, obviously, people would be willing to pay extra for this. But I don't think you do the best business by trying to extract the most you can out of every single person. Um, and for now, at least, like this is a really great thing we can do that there are people who subscribe to Chicago who aren't perfected people. And we get those crossovers and, and Chicago gets those from us. And I think it creates something new and attractive for new customers who don't have either subscription. Uh, so all of that is, is, is like positive. And on top of that, what just what a great way to reward uh, existing subscribers, people who've been with us for so long that it just seems like that's the real win here. Mm. And, and in the end, it's kind of a, a leap of faith that we're doing this because we think that when people wake up uh, with but, and, and suddenly find they have this new product, that they'll then go and tell everyone. The editing community has always been so good to us about, you know, spreading the word about Perfect It. Um, and if they do that, then this model, we might be able to, uh, to keep it that way. So I, I think it's definitely worth trying as, as this free edition. I think there's a lot to that. The thing about the editing community as well is that it is certainly um, online in particular. It's very, um, it's global and it's it's very, um, it is a community, you know, it's, it, 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 and it's a big community. So there is a lot of talking to be done. <laughs> exactly and and perfect it and chicago like this 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 is this is our community yeah. so if, if if we can do it this way i think it, i think it's at least good for us to try it that's that's so true i mean i think there's just so much to be gained from exploring this and moving forward with it so the question that's that must come to mind is does this mean that perfect it is doing it all for us i mean is it doing us out of a job now <laughs> I'm guessing the answer is no, but I think it is a topic that's worth digging into a little bit. Because it's I mean, something yeah, I, that people, I, some people will say, isn't it? Yes. Or they'll, they'll worry about, maybe less experienced editors. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the laugh, I'm afraid, when you asked that question was completely involuntary because I know it's so <laughs> not true. But people will, will be asking that and will be thinking of that. So it's important to understand what makes it possible to, to check the Chicago Manual of Style with software. And... And at the core of what makes it possible is the idea that you don't check for absolutely everything. Typically, if you think about software checkers, they go wrong because, because you try and check too much. Um, literally, the word check itself, if you try Microsoft's dictation product with UK English, it will take the word check and spell it C-H-E-Q-U-E -E in every circumstance. Wow. And things like that. It, it just doesn't work if you want to build in the Chicago Manual of Style. What makes this possible is that we recognize our audience isn't everyone. Our audience with Perfecta is, is language professionals, people that really understand uh, text, documents, language. And so what that group wants is not everything. What that group wants is, is kind of a a limited set, the things that are most likely to, to be wrong, the things that are most likely to need editorial judgment. And that's kind of perfected and where it fits. 
But if you take that principle to the Chicago Manual of Style, what we've tried to do is build in enough of the manual, enough that it will flag things that you might have missed, enough that it will flag things and then teach you the principles behind Chicago style, but not attempting to be universal because that's just going to make documents worse. And so, of course, it's not doing editors out of a job because Perfect it isn't magically turning your document into Chicago style. It's looking for examples. It's looking for, for things that will help you and at the same time give you those core principles of the manual. That's really core, isn't it? Because that's um, just thinking about how people like me and Denise, when we're working on a text, and you're exactly right, we're not, we're not checking. We're, that's, that's too blunt a word. We're, we're looking to use our judgment and looking for context. And as soon as software starts to go bananas and try and look at every single pixel almost, it, it just becomes unworkable. And um, so that that makes perfect sense. And that's the same kind of thing with sometimes when I'm running Perfected, even before this particular product came along, um, I would think to myself, well, <clears throat> oh, well, perfect it, perfect it flagged up something there. Um, I'm going to just have a think about that in relation to this other thing, which maybe there's only one example of in the document. And so there's not an inconsistency. And so perfect it might not pick it up. But the point is that that my, that my other um, consistency checks that I've come across have helped me to teach me as I'm working through a document about the style that I'm, I'm looking for and the, the kind of tone. And so it is, it's, it's about, these are two tools which help you to make good judgment. It's not about like not thinking. You don't stop thinking when you use Perfect It. It actually helps you to think about the right things. Exactly. And that's a time saver. Yeah, yeah. And it's that and it's getting back to that idea. It's not imposing anything. Nothing is being imposed. It's drawing your attention to things and making you use your own judgment, which yeah, I think is so important. So Daniel, <laughs> this is a this is a, a question I'm quite interested in because I I think that this conversation you've kind of hinted at. Um that this conversation started at a conference conference we were both at and you know I met some of the people from the Chicago manual so tell us what it was like to work with them I can only imagine it was fantastic but tell us anyway <laughs> right isn't this isn't, isn't this what every editor what didn't I get I'm aware of the enormous privilege of what I've been able to do for the last year meeting with the the team from the Chicago manual weekly and and you know geeking out on on this enormous list of of corrections yeah <laughs> um it was it come on it, it's a ridiculous honor to to do that i learned a huge amount i've always said that that i came up with the idea for perfect it not because i'm a good editor <laughs> because i'm not you know i can't i can't do these things that editors do um and and coming away of a, of a you know after a year of, of meeting uh coming away with just it was just incredible to learn so much about the manual about how um about how they think about these problems and it's and it's led to lots of improvements in perfect it of course because because you better believe they find they found plenty of flaws in, <laughs> yeah. in the existing product no they're just they're just an incredible team amazing yeah. to work with and it's a ridiculous honor that's that was definitely something i was going to ask was whether it it led to any changes with 
perfect itself that were not directly related to the CMOS style sheet. And it, by the sounds of it, they they um, helped you with some improvements. Some improvements product, already yeah. and many improvements for years to come because they've spotted things. I mean, things that I just can't do, like which side of the parenthesis and quotation marks that full stop and period belong on. I mean, it, it, my, my brain just melts on those questions, especially <laughs> because I'm half American, half British. Well, exactly. You know, yeah. not, it's not consistent. <laughs> it depends. No, no, it's yeah. not. And it kills me. And they, they pointed out things in, in the product where, where it's not doing what it should do in essentially either country. I've got it that far wrong. So, you know, it, it, lots of, lots of changes that they've made that have already gone into the product and lots of suggestions from them that will keep us busy for a long time. Oh, so there's, there's more to look forward to. That's it's, brilliant. It's great, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Daniel, Louise and I know what our favourite feature in Perfected 5 is, but what we want to know is, what's yours? I mean, it's it's hard for me not to be biased from the initial conversations I've had with people, but <laughs> everyone seems to respond to the same thing. Uh, there's a little button now, if you're running the Chicago Manual style within Perfected, there's a little button which says, see more from CMOS. Yes. And when you click mm -hmm. that, you get the guidance and you get it all presented in their kind of colors and fonts. And whenever anyone sees that, they go, ooh. It's and a wow moment, yeah. <laughs> right, the delight on people's faces, that has easily just been my favorite thing about this new release. But I, I wanna know if you've got your favorite features, what were those? That was mine. That. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, well, it's just, it, that really demonstrates the the sort of the blending of the the two different products right there. That really shows you the integration. Um, yeah. It's not shoehorned. No, no, I think that's, that's right. Yeah. No, they've come up with they've used their existing text in a lot of cases, but they've come up with new versions that are very concise that someone can take in. You know, if you put too much detail in the software product, people won't read it. Mm. They've, they've put the concise, very targeted guidance. In, in a way that hopefully people see, click, learn. And then over time, you don't need to look at it in as much detail because you, you take those things in and, and, and your ability to write and edit in, in Chicago style will improve. But do you know what else I, that blew me away was that even though the, I hadn't realized that they'd condensed it, I hadn't sort of taken on that on board, that what they haven't lost is that mindfulness, that one, one of the things... So, so Denise and I were talking about this the other day and how some editors fall into the trap of talking about the likes of CMOS or APA or whatever as, as uh, in terms of their rules. What, what's, what's the rule on this? And, and the, what I really love about CMOS is that it's, it, it never fails to remind editors that, that these are questions of style and that this is their particular preference and that this is what they usually do or they prefer to do. But frequently throughout the, 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 the manual, they, they, will, they will indicate if, if there are other style guides or other regions on the planet that do things differently. And, and, that, and that mindfulness, that, that acknowledgement that there are multiple Englishes is like the foundation of, of, of professional practice. It's, it's about not being prescriptive and pedantic. It's about not acknowledging that the way one person or one style guide chooses to do, to do things isn't the way that maybe other places in the world do it. And Chicago have managed to keep that within that information that's integrated into Perfect It. I noticed just the other day when I was running it and it's, it, it, it you know, it uses words like usually. It, it's not it's not 
it could have if it had wanted to condense that information that that's in your product it could have easily knocked out those words yeah that that subtlety could have been lost there. yeah yeah. It would have, and it would have mm-hmm. been a quick win, and it mm-hmm. didn't do that. It kept them in, and I, and I just think, it's, it's, it's absolutely sterling that that they have allowed that that. But between you, the Perfecter and and CMOS teams have used this as an opportunity to, to to show rather than tell that foundational editorial principle. So I just one hundred percent, like that's why the two products go together so well. But you're exactly right. This is the, I, we get no credit for this. This is the Chicago Manual in in all the glory of their work. Whenever we were looking at any any instance, any correction, uh, the team there is thinking through. Well, are there exceptions to this? And the answer is, well, of course, they usually are. There, there, there's so many different ways a word can be used and referred to, and 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 they've always thought through. Oh well, how can we not be too prescriptive? How can we? recognize that the goal is for an editor to take a closer look so you know you're exactly right and 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 learning that through their eyes was just another reason why it was so much fun to work with them it's like it's like editorial humility and and it would be easy for a a guide as old as that to maybe become a bit big for its own boots and a bit arrogant and it isn't it hasn't become like that it's still retained that editorial humility i think that's also a really good reminder for editors who work to to cmos all the time uh, to remind them that, as we were saying before, these are not rules yeah. set in stone. They're not rules. They are, it's style. Um, you, you need to take context into account. You need yeah. to think of possible exceptions. And, uh, you know, there are times when editors can be really dogmatic about this sort of stuff. It says this in CMOS, so therefore this is what we must do. And I think this is a really good reminder that, that's not what CMOS is saying. Yeah. You know? um, so I think it's it, it's good to to remind ourselves to um, to have that flexibility. Yeah. So then we've we've gushed. Well, I certainly <laughs> feel I've gushed <laughs> um, about favourite features. What's your least favourite feature, Daniel? I mean, that? it has to come into sort of my understanding of editing and. And I have to say, like title case done Chicago style, just blows my mind. I can't do it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to try. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that Perfectic can can even get you there. Um, but it's, it's 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 all credit to all the editors who are who are working with it and able to do title case to true Chicago style. I'm afraid I just cannot. It's a bit. It is a bit of a peculiar one, isn't it? Because I I think that they capitalise more things than mm-hmm. than just. Sort of I like... just say sentence case for the win. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, fortunately, I tend not to work with CMOS for things that, um, where title case is important. So I, I must admit, I, I'm not familiar with their title case rules. It sounds like yeah. that's not a bad thing. And I'm working on fiction <laughs> where the titles are things like chapter two. <laughs> it doesn't really affect me either <laughs> so there you well go. played well played we'll, we'll yeah. leave that to other people to yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. and yeah but you can do a, a different that can, you can sort that one out in a uh, another interview yeah <laughs> so daniel i think one of the things that we need to address is a question that some people might have which is why do they need to have a subscription to cmos and a subscription to perfect it is there no possibility of having just one subscription that does everything for them. I mean, you're absolutely right. Didn't sort of 
um, shampoo products solved this in the 1980s with your two bottles instead of one. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid it's just a little more complicated in the world of e-commerce. We can't we can't go mixing the bottles. It's right. it's it, 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 to 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 everyone will want you know one product. Like it's not that's not true. Lots of people will want one product um, because it's just so much easier than having to renew two things. But but from a technical perspective, what you have to do in order to do that is get these different subscriptions and databases and e-commerce systems talking to each other. And it's a lot of work. And I think if you know we're a small company, I think most people would say, what, what do they want us working on? It's not e-commerce and irrelevance. People mm. want us working on the product. Yeah. People want us improving what it does, building more of the Chicago manual in that kind of thing. And yeah, it means it's a little bit inconvenient at the checkout, um, but... But I think given given the audience, people would rather our, our effort was focused on, on the product than on tricky e-commerce systems and trying to tie together these things in complicated ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think, I think also there, you know, given that there will be some people who just want CMOS but not perfect it and just want perfect it but not CMOS it at that will work to their advantage i mean i, I exactly. guess you, you know you could have multiple products but then again you're back to that problem about uh, again having over complicating things at a time and a place when actually we're just we're just I, i'm just glad it's here yeah this is yeah. a massive Keep it simple forward. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so you mentioned there about building you just alluded to sort of like you know the idea that maybe additional stuff could be from the manual could be built in what should people do if they find that something isn't in it but they think should be in it I mean that's an interesting question because of course as I say the thing that makes this work is the fact that it is not completely exhaustive that, that we can't include everything and we're not going to try to include everything um, but at the same time we still love suggestions you know, the product is what it is today because over the years, just editors have been sending us feedback and sending us feedback and telling us what to improve it and, and all these different things. So if people find stuff that, that, that they think it should, it should check, please do send that in. Um, it's support at intelligentediting.com. Um, but equally sort of, if it's really, it, it's up to us, I guess, to make the, the difficult editorial judgments of what should be in and what should be out. But I would just start by saying and, and, and emphasizing what we said earlier, which is it's not intended to be exhaustive. There's going to be lots and lots of things that, sh that, that are true. If you could magic everything into Chicago style would be, would be changed. That's not the intention with this product. But if you come across things that would be helpful to lots of other editors to include, please do send them. We'd love to hear them. That sounds good. good <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So let's um, let's talk about customization. So um, most editors will know that CMOS is an American style guide. And so, what do users do when they want to work with British English spelling, or Canadian, or, or can any other any other English Absolutely. variety? This yeah, kept us up at night. Like, what would you know? we know that Chicago is, is used in, in all these different places mm -hmm. and yet people who follow Chicago in the UK aren't, aren't using all of it. They're not using its dictionary. So what, what should we do? And the solution we came to is that Chicago manual style for perfect it should enforce Chicago as it would be, you know, as it's kind of intended U S audience. So the dictionary that it's not tied to the dictionary that uh, many things have been looked up in is Merriam Webster. Mm -hmm. Most of the 
checks that relate to Merriam-Webster are in the spelling variations check in Perfectit. So if you are outside of the US, you could just turn that one off. And right. you know, you run all the rest of it, you get all the rest of the benefit, but just don't run the things that essentially are pushing it into US preference. Um, because outside of that, you know, the rest of it applies. Mm. Um, there are other ways you can you can go into the style and you can turn off the spelling variations check in there. Um, you can build in your own spelling uh, variations. Um, but but the core would be just know that there is one check called spelling variations and you can leave everything else on and just essentially take that one out and and then you've got a, a tool that can, can be used in any variation of English. And it's worth remembering that actually a lot of people, um, a lot of Canadian, British, Aussie, Indian editors are working sometimes with clients who are working in American English. So it's less actually about where we're based and more about where the product uh, the, the the content that we're working on is is based so mm. so about 50 percent of my clients are, are, are american so i don't have to worry about british spellings but um when i'm working with say a, a british english client or an aussie client then i'll I, I can either switch it off or um i'll i mean i've always i've already modified uh, I've already made myself a, a customized CMOS from your <laughs> from your product, Daniel, because there there are other things that I want to change as well in in it that are, that's that regularly come up, and so that's just another thing I wanted to throw in that we can we can save the style sheet and modify um, a range of things that are normally CMOS preferences, but we can we can switch them, and it's still doing a, a CMOS thing on the whole. It's just a tweaked version. That's right. And that's that's kind of the basis of how we that that's why we prioritize the things we have, because that what you're describing there applies in all sorts of corporate environments that, you know, so many of them are following uh, Chicago manual, but they're not following all of it. They're following it with with their own tweaks and their own house style. Oh. So the idea is here's your here's the, the your starting block, but then you can go and build in your own preferences and, and you can have a wider team. You know, when you say in your house style that you follow the Chicago Manual of Style, now you can really do it. Yeah, yeah, lovely. So uh, let's talk about Max. The forum, <laughs> the the Perfectit Users Forum, has a small number of Mac users who um, use Perfectit Cloud. Um, I say small number. Um, I'm I'm referring to a small number compared to the Windows users. Um, so what are they going to think of this? I mean, I think at heart, I think they're going to love it because at heart, uh, we're doing everything that I think that group wants, which is to try and, and keep the versions equal. And we are introducing uh, the Chicago Manual of Style at the same time on, on both products. So they have access to all the same features, uh, all the same checking. Uh, the two, the two are, are equal on this. That said, that there are some challenges on the Mac version that don't exist on the PC version. In particular, it's not always reliable with really long documents. Mm. And so what we're going to see is, is a lot more people using the Chicago manual style on, on the Mac version. Um, and if a lot more people use it, those long documents are going to come up more. And so I think the user forum could easily be filled with people complaining that, oh, it doesn't work on this document, it doesn't work on that document. If you multiply, you know, that volume by five or I don't know how many you know yeah. how many more of this we could we could end up seeing a situation with a lot of a lot of complaints in that forum uh and but equally a lot of people really happy that 
that this is available for them and yeah. it's available for them at the same time as the PC users. So I don't, it's going to be really hard to get the truth of, of that question because I think at heart they're going to be happy, but it might not look that way. Mm. So what would you suggest? Is there, I mean, is there anything that Mac users can do to help, you know, minimize these problems? A hundred percent. Yes. Um, the steps are all a little bit annoying. And, and as a product owner, I'm not very proud of them. Uh, but but there are some easy things you can do. It helps to understand uh, the technical side of what's happening on those long documents. So when Perfectit Cloud, that's the Mac version, uh, does a check, um, the things that can cause it to time out, which is which is the issue that, that's happening, mm-hmm. um, is if you've got a slow upload. Um, sometimes internet service providers advertise a really great speed, but actually the upload is much less than the download. Mm-hmm. Um, if the file's really large, that will um, that it's just going to take longer to upload if it's if it's a big file size. If it's a very long document, then then from a technical perspective, what Perfect is doing is it's searching. It takes longer to run every search. If it's a document with lots of issues, then it's running more searches. Mm-hmm. And when you combine those, so especially when you've got more than one of those factors, uh, then Perfect is essentially up against this kind of exponential function of as documents get longer and bigger, it's more likely to cause a timeout. You can have an enormously long document uh, run with no issue at all if you've got a fast upload and if there aren't too many things in the document for it to find. So if if, if you sort of recognize that's the thing that's causing the problem, then solutions are kind of simple, which is split the document up. If you do, you know, if you do the document in two, it's not as good a check, obviously, but but it's way more likely to work. Yeah. Um, you can copy and paste just the text only. If you have just raw text, that, that the file size drops to being really small. Um, you can check with your internet service provider about upload speeds and, and maybe move on to a different package. Any of those things, like even fixing one of them can often solve that problem completely. It just certain documents hit the limit of what Perfect it can do. Another thing is just, you know, Perfect, it might not work on every single document if you are a Mac user working with really long ones. And, and some people sort of might have to recognize that that's, that's a challenge and maybe build a bit of extra time in um, to their editing workflow, knowing that there could be a, a late stage, they can't use Perfect and have to do things a bit more with Find and Replace and other alternatives. Yeah. Or buy a 100 quid PC. That's what, <laughs> I mean, that. we, we're laughing, but some <laughs> people do that. I mean, I, we've got Denise and I've got a friend who, who, mm-hmm. who's a Mac user, but she, she's, she's got a really cheap Windows laptop and she uses it for, for running macros uh, and perfect it. And, and, and she said for a hundred quid, what it's, you know, it's a cost of business. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, that's actually a great solution. I don't tend to recommend that one just because I feel bad recommending it. Like, I don't want that to be the solution. Right. You so I recommend these it. silly workarounds instead. <laughs> you, but you can, you, know, you can let the nasty editors say things like that. The PC, the PC using editors like me and Denise. But you're right. <laughs> that, that is a great solution. It actually doesn't cost very much when you, when you break that down and, and what you get for it. It's yeah. and, and the reliability time. that comes with it. The time. The time that you time save. You save. Yeah, absolutely. You will, you will, you'll gain that money back. Because you won't use that laptop very often, so it won't run out. It's not like it will burn up. You know, its processor won't get as used up as. as, <laughs> as, yeah. as so you know, it'll last you for longer. So it's a, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a pros and cons thing, but I think that is a very practical solution that just circumvents all these issues completely for Mac users. Yeah. But then I'm not a Mac user, so. <laughs> 
but Daniel, just since we've been talking about um, uh, long documents and, and, and how software can sort of come undone a bit when it's having to work so hard, the one thing that I noticed with um, when I was um, beta testing this, this product was how you know you've got those links within the the, the descriptive elements in in uh, when it when it when it locates a problem and you've got that opportunity to click through to merriam-webster or um <clears throat> chicago manual of style online uh that terrified me and i was i was <laughs> thinking is that is this the bit where and i'm a pc user so i was thinking still is this the bit where i start having to go from one piece of software out in onto the CMOS website or the Merriam-Webster website and that means I'm I'm leaving the building and then when I try to get back in again it's going to come unstuck and it was brilliant it that didn't happen that it was it was seamless it was like that's where I I think users when that when they do that they that's when they will see how this issue of the Denise and I mentioned earlier about having how we don't feel it's been shoehorned in. It feels seamlessly integrated because you you go you you can click through to those those external um, third party websites and then you come back in again and perfect it doesn't mind. It's yeah, it's like I mean... it's meant to do that. It's meant <laughs> to work. And that was that was a surprise to me. I wondered if you'd stumble at that point and you didn't. Well done. <laughs> That's lovely to hear. And of course, that's, that is the intention because that's the editor's workflow. That is, yes. I've found this thing that needs looking up. I know this, this, this short bit will solve a lot of those questions, but sometimes you need the full guidance yeah. and it goes, you can click and go straight to it. Yeah. yeah. So Daniel, can we get to talk a little bit about pricing now? Um, because one of the issues um, that's sometimes brought up by Mac users, for example, is why why should they pay the same price when their functionality isn't the same as a PC user has? Um, can we chat a little bit about that? I mean, absolutely. Um, so the, the big difference in, in functionality is just the, um, the customization. Uh, PC users have the ability to customize and build in their own style sheets. We haven't got that for uh, Mac users yet, although we are very much working on it. Mm -hmm. um, as a company, we could absolutely, you know, make more money by charging for extra features and we could we could have different levels where, you know, even on the PC version, you could build, you know, you pay a certain price for the product and you pay more for um, for having the ability to customize things in. And I just don't think anyone wants us to do things that way. Mm. Um, I really like the idea, the simplicity of you have one price that, you know, we've kind of made that as low as we possibly can. And we have that one price for everyone. And it does mean that some people get a little bit more than others because because working across platforms is hard. Like if you think if you think that Microsoft cannot do that today, that their products for Windows and their products for Mac are are different. Hmm. Um, I don't think, you know, what chances a little company like us have yeah. if, if yeah. Microsoft yeah. can't solve that problem. Yeah, I, um, think the, I think the problem sometimes is that people don't realize that you, they think you are like Microsoft size. They don't realize <laughs> how how small but perfectly formed the intelligent editing team is. You know, I, th I think that that is that is a genuine issue that people just imagine that there's some huge corporation behind this. I think that's right. I, th I absolutely think people people have that in in view, and all mm -hmm. we can sort of ask is just a slight change of mindset. You know, that <laughs> yes. hopefully these yeah. little features that the PC users have 
it's icing, it's gravy, it's a little bit, the core functionality is there for, for both products. It does really make sense that, that these products will be similarly priced. And we put it, you know, very much a kind of equal effort in. The trouble for us is if we put an equal effort in, develop the, the Mac development, the, the nature of that tech is that it's a lot harder. So inevitably the PC version is just gonna look a little bit better or it's actually, sorry, it looks worse. The Mac version looks <laughs> way nicer yeah. um, as you would expect from a Mac product. Yeah. Um, but, but it does mean that there's a little bit of extra functionality. Um, I would hope that, that people recognize the size we're at, um, what we're trying to achieve and, and, and the fact that fundamentally the product is designed to be good value. It's designed to be no matter which platform you're using on, if you run this on a couple of documents, it should pay for itself in the time saved. I hope that's what counts more than, you know, they should pay more and they should pay less. And, and just that core, that core value proposition, this should make your life, your working life better is what we want to achieve. I think you've absolutely nailed it there because mm -hmm. I've always seen um, perfect its baseline functionality, like the basic consistency checks. That's what I'm paying for. When I started being able to do things like customize things or, you know, little, little, this little thing or that little thing that, that became uh that was, you said it, it's icing on the cake. It was added value. It wasn't something, but you know, and what, what's great is that you've kept the price so that it's absolutely great value, even um, at, at, at its most minimal functionality. Like if we, if, if we for a moment decide just for the sake of argument that, that the, 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 the users of the cloud version have got uh, the baseline functionality, then yes, the PC users are getting a, you know, a little few extras, but but that's not that's not what subscribers are paying for. We're paying. That's right. For Most of the ninety percent of users don't customize. So yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's that then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so what's next? Anything in the pipeline? I mean, that's a great question. Um, it's a short question, but <laughs> and an open question. Well, it's, it's another one that keeps us up at night. There's so many, so many ways we could go with this because, of course, this is only a start of everything that's in the Chicago Manual. There's the team there has given us so many other ideas of of what we could do and what we could add to build in more of that. Um, obviously, just we've been talking about it, the customization on on for Max is is a is a big issue. You know, we are working on that one. Um, I'd like to make the product faster. Like if you think that a lot of our audience are doing um, very complicated medical documents at hundreds of pages, if we can, any, any speed improvement we can give to them is, is just a, a huge win. Um, yeah, lot, lots of difficult choices, but, but definitely going to be uh, up with some, some interesting new features soon, I hope. So we can have you back on the editing podcast to talk about that. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel, how can people get hold of the Chicago Manual of Style for Perfected? So it's really easy. If you just go to the Perfectit website, you just get the latest version. That's Perfectit Five, uh, and that will um, that has the Chicago Manual of Style in the list of styles. If you're an existing uh, Perfectit user, uh, your license key will still work. You won't even need to enter it again at that stage. Um, if you're on the cloud, uh, that update is kind of automatic. You don't even need to grab it. The extra step. Uh, is that you should link your account to the Chicago Manual of Style. So you sort of go into um, uh, the, uh, you log into the Perfectit website and you'll see an option now to link. And that if you're on Perfectit, 
uh, five, the Windows version, that will give you a new license key that you can enter. Uh, and if you're on uh, cloud, that will just uh, work for itself and, and feed straight through. You don't need to do anything else. Uh -huh. um, and that either way, that will unlock the new style in Perfect It, and then you can just run it immediately. So Daniel, just to check, um, let's say you're already a Perfect It subscriber, but you don't have a uh, subscription to CMOS, you need to go and get that, don't you? You need to buy that from the CMOS. You need to be, buy CMOS online from the CMOS website. And at that point, once you've done that, that link will appear. Absolutely, well spotted. I mean, I just assume at this point that everyone has a, a membership of CMOS <laughs> online because how could you live without a membership of CMOS <laughs> online? But you are, you are 100%. Right. <laughs> People still like their their print versions yeah. as well. I've, I've got my big doorstop version. <laughs> yeah, but it oh, takes the, but it takes all sorts, doesn't it? We, we all have our own ways of our own preferences. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, if if you do have if you don't have a Chicago Manual Style online, uh, then go onto their website. It's remarkably affordable. At, no matter it what really kind is. of organization. Especially if you get the three-year um, option, it's a steal. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you can link your accounts up. Yeah. Um, that's a, a great way to do it. Brilliant. That's so good. So I think we've just about covered everything, haven't we? I think yeah. We have. Yeah. So that's it for this week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Editing Podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever platform you prefer. Yeah, thanks so much for listening to the Editing Podcast. She's been Denise. And she's been Louise. And he's been Daniel. Join us again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.